Hi, I'm Alex Bellinger and this is Small Biz Pod on Monday the 23rd of June. Well, welcome to Small Biz Pod, everybody. For those of you who are new, and there are still new people uh, every episode, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, Small Biz Pod is, in essence, a podcast aimed at entrepreneurs, startups and small businesses. It's about providing inspiration and pearls of wisdom from real entrepreneurs. So I'm really glad you're here. And in today's episode, I've got a really fantastic story or interview with two of the founders of an amazing entrepreneurial journey. Uh, It's called Yagrita Yatra, and it is a trip across India for a selection of young entrepreneurs in order to meet and be inspired by business people and social entrepreneurs across that country. So an amazing story and an amazing experience, and I talked to the two founders of this project, which parallels a similar train journey that one of them took back in 1997. Lots of food for thought, interesting couple of people to talk to, so uh, do stay tuned for that. Other than that, the latest issue of, or episode rather, I should say, of BizPod TV has just been released. If you've not checked it out, head over to bizpodtv.com. It's a project that I'm working on with the guys at Stuffed Animals Media and Pod3 TV, who are really, really great guys, and an amazing presenter called Ali Fox. And it's a very light-hearted look, kind of a slightly com- comedy look at uh, small business and startup space. But it, it makes it kind of a refreshing alternative. It's never more than about six minutes long, always under seven. It's kind of short, funny, snappy, entrepreneurial, startup, YouTube generation stuff. <laughs> I know that wasn't a very good one-minute elevator pitch, but uh, do check it out because it's quite a lot of fun and I think it complements in in a way what um, Small Biz Pod is all about and uh, just give you a bit of light entertainment once in a while so yeah do check that out also uh thank you to all of you who have signed up to the small biz pod facebook group if you are on facebook just uh, search for small biz pod or for me alex bellinger and uh, do join the group there's uh, nearly 300 people there i think now so 260 is it I mean, two, something like that it's it's getting a lot of people there so do uh, do sign up and and, and uh, contribute if you can that would be really really great Other than that, uh, I'll come to some comments at the end of the podcast. Uh, Just to say, you remember in the last podcast I mentioned a rather cool conference aimed at uh, creating a better understanding of Web 2.0 amongst small businesses. It was called uh, um, Fuel in London, uh, which I went to, and I met a Small Biz Pod listener there. He actually won one of the tickets, um, and that was Mohammed Sidat. So, uh, Mohammed, it was really great to talk to you. Uh, I look forward to uh, hearing more about your business. And, uh, yeah, it's always good to meet up with people. Hoping to plan um, a Small Biz Pod, a little bit of a sort of Small Biz Pod tour. I'm going to be, hopefully, in Manchester in July. So if you're a listener in Manchester and you're around and you want to meet up, uh, we may even do a kind of live recording as a sort of test bed. Might do a live small biz pod with some entrepreneurs from Manchester. It would be quite a cool event. If you're interested and if you're around and if you're listening, do drop me an email, alex at smallbizpod.co.uk and uh, we'll see what we can sort out. It would be nice, always nice to meet up for people with a pint and a drink and uh, say hello and share ideas. So uh, that would be cool. 
Okay, so I probably burbled on enough. So let's get straight to the interview with Gitanjali Bhattacharya and Kausta Bhattacharya about the Yagriti Yatra, an incredible entrepreneurial train journey through India. Okay, well, uh, not so long ago, I did a, a podcast on uh, entrepreneurship in Asia, in, in India and Pakistan. And uh, India in particular is a, is a, a powerhouse of uh, a kind of new world economic order. Um, is a fascinating country, but a country that uh, still has some way to go in terms of uh, inspiring its broader population uh, into, a, into a more entrepreneurial culture. But uh, there are two people that I have uh, with me today on Small Biz Pod are doing some very inspiring and interesting work in terms of uh, motivating um, and uh, inspiring young Indian people to uh, to look at entrepreneurship and and uh, in essence what they're doing is attempting to uh, awaken the kind of entrepreneurial spirit amongst 18 to 25 year olds and the way that they are doing it is through uh, an annual train journey which uh, travels across uh, India called Jagriti Yatra and uh, the two people I have with me today are Kaustav uh, Bhattacharya um, and uh, Gitanjali Bhattacharya. Um, first of all, uh, tell us a little bit about practically what happens on this train journey. Okay, it's a 16-day train journey across India, which it starts in Bombay and comes back to Bombay. It's stopping at 13 destinations along the way. And what we're doing is we're taking 400 of India's brightest youth um, with an entrepreneurial bent of mind, essentially what we're looking at is social change makers, you know, people, the future leaders of the country that want to go about and do something, mm. and um, is to foster that entrepreneurial spirit amongst them, you know, through via this huge adventure of traveling around India together, um, you know, living on the train and visiting other entrepreneurial heroes, both social and business. Uh, across India, and each of these destinations we get off and visit an institution, our uh, role model, um, so to speak, as we're calling them. Mm, mm. And uh, through the interactions and meeting with them and discussing their own business plans or social you know, business ideas that the participants have, they're hoping that you know, this entrepreneurial spirit is going to be fostered in them and we'd be able to nurture it into something bigger. So it's really about you know, inspiring and supporting it. Um, because there is a lot of that spirit to do something out there, but it's very easy to get discouraged. It's got a very short shelf life when you want to do something, and you know, discouragement is very easy to come by. So what they're hoping to do is to have this platform, a forum, where these people can come and hone the idea, polish the ideas, but also feel that they're part of a bigger collective that's making a change. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a, a real uh, a trip of a lifetime. How, how do people, uh, you know, how do they become one of the 400 um, we well, have a registration process. If you go to uh, our website, which is www.jagatiyatra.com slash registration, it's a three-part process. And basically what we're trying to do is identify individuals that are going to go out and make a difference to society. So if you look at the questions that we have, is it's looking at what are some of the challenges that you know the world faces or India faces in particular. Yeah. And, you know, how these people are going to go about and make that change. And, you know, what is that one big idea that they have? And it can be a fanciful idea. But it's about, you know, trying to hone them down to say that, you know, bring them down to the reality of it without discouraging them. 
say, how do you address that issue that burns you? You know, what is that one burning issue that burns you and you want to do something about it? And how do you actually go about solving it? Mm. So that really, I mean, it's a very simple process. You apply to us as a selection panel and base, which goes through these uh, applications and essays very, very carefully and, you know, gets you on board. Yeah. Now, Kostav, this has kind of happened before, hasn't it? In a, in a Yatra in uh, 1997, is that right? That's right, yeah. We, it's the, our um, adventure, so to speak, is, is a somewhat of a, pr- a proven model. We did it in 97 with uh, roughly 200 participants back then. Um, then it was much more of a celebration of India's 50th year of independence. And uh, it was taking some participants around and showing them how India is starting to change how some of the grassroots developments were starting to make small but significant inroads into various areas such as poverty alleviation, clean water, etc. Mm. Uh, but 10 years on, um, I think the new Jagadhi Yatra is much more focused on entrepreneurship. And as Gitanjali was saying before, I think one of the key things is that uh, we're really going to be trying to discover India's unsung heroes. Uh, the the bottom-up uh, entrepreneurs are really working at the grassroots level, mm. um, and uh, you know, they, for example, say you have an idea uh, in your mind and you've been working at it for the last six months to a year, um, and it's sort of flatlined there, and you've got some ideas of to, you know how to expand it out further, but you really don't know how to take it forward, how to scale up. By coming on Jagrat Yatra, you'll get to interact and meet with a whole bunch of uh, entrepreneurs, both from the social spectrum and from the commercial side, and really get some insight and some inspiration on how to scale your ideas up. And uh, of course, this business, uh, this this whole project is a is a is a business uh, in its own right, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, uh, we're uh, initially setting uh, the the business is effectively uh, an NGO, not for profit currently. Yeah. Uh, but our hope is to uh, uh, run this project on an annual basis and make it a self-sustaining um, uh, project that can be carried on into the future as, as a long-term project. Now, uh, I know you have sort of kind of big plans for um, uh, sort of live televised debates and so on in, uh, around uh, the, 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 the stops that you make um, across India. Uh, what has the reception been like in terms of uh, the Indian government and, and entrepreneurial uh, organizations uh, over there? Gitanjali, um, do you want to Gitanjali, what do you <laughs> been very very encouraging we've had a lot of support from you know entrepreneurs themselves who struggled initially in their early years who sort of look at us and say you know brilliant this is exactly what i would have liked to be a part of when i was first thinking about starting something so we've actually had overwhelming support from the social entrepreneurs as well as the business entrepreneurs who would love to help other young people out and really, if you think about it, what we're trying to do is in a country of a billion people where you have 21 million youth, mm. we want to convert the psyche of the job seeker into that of a job provider. Mm. And that is something that resonates with everybody across this nation, because people who set it up, including you know, senior people in the bureaucracy, as well as you know, in the industries, um, people do want to create more jobs, because they see unemployment as something that's quite a serious issue facing the future generations. Yeah. So we've actually had a lot of support from many, many people, which has been very welcome and very heartening. And I, I think from my perspective, any government, whether it's the Indian government, UK, US, 
they they can uh, help uh, a nation and an economy in certain ways, certainly on the macro scale. Mm. But when it comes down to the micro level, um, I I believe that it's really the power of the individual, um, the person, the entrepreneur who goes out and actually starts something off to create employment, mm. to uh, come up with new innovations and 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 and. and, and and leverage their knowledge and their skills to to contribute directly back into the economy, and in in in, in a lot of ways also break down a number of barriers. Uh, for example, in '91, when the tele when the telecoms reforms started kicking in uh, in India, it, it, it made such a huge difference, and yeah. we then saw the you know the whole IT outsourcing, pharmaceuticals, and everything take off from mm. that point onwards. Mm. Mm. And and to a large extent, I mean, certainly from a a, a, a European perspective, um, the the technology, the the pharmaceuticals, the the outsourcing uh, of uh, IT or, or call center expertise is the kind of stereotypical uh, view that that one has of where Indian entrepreneurship is. What is the what is you mentioned that you know inspiring grassroots entrepreneurs. What is Kaustav the, the the who are the grassroots entrepreneurs in India? Yeah, I mean there, there's a lot of fantastic examples. Um, if you look at the medical field, um, there there are a number of established uh, doctors and surgeons who are setting up specialist um, centres such as uh, eye surgery centres, where people from the US, Canada, UK are going to drive because it's cutting edge. Um, uh, medical treatment, but at a fraction of the cost. Mm, mm. Um, you, you have a lot of um, uh, social entrepreneurs as well. Uh, a fantastic example that I always like talking about is um, a, a village called Delonia in Rajasthan, one of the northern states in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Bunker Roy uh, set up what he calls an ideal village, uh, where he basically taught the villagers who are in their death throes really um, uh, uh, two decades ago to actually um, uh, harness uh, the power of the environment uh, use, using solar power, clean water processing, uh, teaching the villagers how to repair equipment and use modern forms of uh, farming and irrigation to become a self-sustaining society. Yeah. Um, his, his particular model, uh, he set up a center called the Barefoot College. It's been so successful that it's now been replicated in over 20 places around the world now. So, you know, there's examples of both on the social side and on the business side, um, which are really starting to burgeon and take off now in India. Uh, one of one of my particular areas of interest is being an IT person with an IT background um, is uh, 3D graphics and animation. Yeah. Uh, that's an industry that I'm not too sure if many people know about, but that, that that's taking off in a huge road. People like Virgin coming in, setting up Virgin Animation in collaboration with well-known in, uh, industry professionals in India, mm. as well as the small niche 3D animation type of businesses that are popping up in Bangalore and other places down in the south of India. So, um, Gitanjali, um, entrepreneurship for social change is a vital part of this trip. Yes, it is. It is, but also what it is, is a national adventure. Mm. It's giving people from all backgrounds, all you know, classes of society across the board, all 25 states and seven territories across India, a chance to travel together and learn from one another because, you know, Kostov and I and the rest of the team really believe that, you know, there is a lot to be said for, you know, just knowledge sharing. So yeah. people coming together and finding solutions 
from the challenges that each other have faced. One of the participants that wants to come on board is somebody called uh, Jadav from uh, Ratnagiri. And he says that, you know, even the Ratnagiri gets a lot of rainfall. They have an acute water shortage problem, which makes farming a huge challenge. Yeah. So what he wants to do for his community is to learn from other people who, you know, sort of the Bunker Roy model from Polonia and see how he can adapt. And really what it is, it's about encouraging entrepreneurship, but it's also about, you know, encouraging innovation. Because mm. you can't really pick up a model and, you know, place it somewhere else and expect it to work. It's not going to work. It's going to need innovation. It's going to need adaptation to the local settings. So yeah. what we hope to do is to bring people together and for them to realize and see my own background is, you know, conservation biology, but you can't really conserve wildlife or rhinos in isolation. You need to work with the local communities mm. around them. Mm. And so that's what I hope to do is to bring people together and, you know, work with the local communities around there. And the only way to do it is to learn what you can from others and take it back and work with your local communities and give back to it in some ways, help them out. And so what we're hoping to do is not going to be a huge revolution, you know, it's not a train journey that's not going to change the face of India mm. in one year or maybe even 10 years. But what we hope to do is to, you know, create enough of a mass of people that believe that they're part of a larger fraternity, you know, a sense of belonging, that they're out there doing something, you know, making them believe the power of the individual to make a change. Mm. Well, I mean, when you think about if, if all 400 of those individuals on that train um, are inspired to invent something or to build a business, um, the, just the knock-on effects in terms of uh, inspiring other entrepreneurs, in terms of job creation, in terms of finding solutions to problems, whether it be you know irrig an irrigation issue or, 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 or an ecological issue or, or just a, a straightforward social issue, um, it's going to have a, a big impact. Sorry to cut in. I, I was going to say, and one of the other things that I think is uh, really important uh, to realize is that uh, in many ways, if a developing nation like India um, just uh, apes the West, for example, and tries to emulate the Industrial Revolution mm. in exactly the same way, you, you know, you can obviously see a number of issues and problems, uh, environmental being one of them. But if you start looking into some of the uh, really unique solutions that are coming out of the grassroots levels in India, there, it's clear that there are other ways of doing things um, in, in better, more responsible ways that are really unique solutions for very unique Indian uh, issues and challenges. Uh, so that, that, I think, is quite an important aspect of what we're trying to uh, promote and highlight on Jagrati Yatra. What kind of, what, just some specifics, what, what kind of things did you, did, did you have in mind? I, I, yeah, I mean, I think, for example, um, a, a recent um, uh, thing that I've been reading about, uh, which I think is fantastic, is uh, the 2006 uh, Nobel Peace Prize winner, uh, Mohammed Yunus, mm. uh, from the Grameen Bank, who yeah. uh, effectively invented the whole microcredit system uh, uh, two decades ago. Uh, his his uh, social business model is a fantastic example of how uh, innovation can be uh, brought about in a very unique way in a region that where he lived, he, he lives in Bangladesh. Is you know there's so many issues and challenges, environmental, uh, farming issues, medical issues, but he really has through his Grameen Bank come up with a very interesting and novel way of running a social business, but using using the premises of a typical capital 
capitalistic, for-profit-making company. Um, and, you know, his, his model is not just applicable in Bangladesh and India, but he's uh, apparently going to start launching similar projects in the U.S. as well. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. unique things like that that we're trying to highlight and show, show the participants on the train that, yes, you know, there, there, there have been solutions that have worked well in the West. Uh, some of the solutions have worked well in India and other parts of South Asia as well. But um, let's, think about, let's think about innovating. Let's think about doing things slightly differently and see if we can come up with those cutting-edge solutions. Mm. Now, I mean, I know that, that there, are, there are concerns among some people um, that particularly young um, Indian people, the, you know, the, the kind of 16 to 25 age group, are increasingly being, being influenced by uh, Western influence, by America, in the same way as Europe. Um, you know, we, have, we have concerns here about you know, uh, American cultural imperialism and so on and so forth, uh, you know, what that does to um, uh, a nation's youth. Do you see young people in India currently looking abroad for inspiration rather than looking at home for inspiration? Um, I think my personal view on that is that, um, yes, in certain ways, I mean, I don't think that's particularly a negative thing or a bad thing. For example, uh, most most uh, young people in that age bracket anywhere in the world will look up to film stars, sports stars and so on, the yeah. Hollywood and the Bollywood stars of the world and the cricket players of the world. Um, it's part of a rich culture. You can't really cut that out. Mm. And I think with a globalized world that we live in, the smaller that it's getting, you can't really avoid that. And I don't think it should be avoided. But I think on the flip side, uh, in a country like India, with such a youthful population, there needs to be the right role models for the youngsters to aspire towards and look up to. So it shouldn't just be the football players or the cricket players or the Bollywood stars. It should be some of these unsung heroes that we're going to be visiting mm. on our journey. Mm. It should be, you know, people like uh, Bunker Roy, like Mohammed um, uh, Yunus, these fantastic people who are really changing their part of India or their part of Bangladesh mm. uh, and really encourage the youngsters to take that model on and, and contribute themselves. Now, uh, just to, to sort of round this off, Gitanjali, um, how, how come you are both, both you and Kaustov are doing this? What, what inspired you to do this? What's your background? What, this is a, you know, so it's a, a fantastic project, but how, how did you two get involved in it? That's an interesting one. <laughs> Go on, Gitanjali. That's very interesting. I was actually a part of the last theatre ah, okay. um, in 1997. And uh, you know, the experiences of interacting with people on that journey. Mm. But when you travel with your own families and your own peers from school, the learning is a different sort of learning because you all have the same sort of intellectual wavelength. Yeah. But when you come across people from you know, less privileged or even more privileged backgrounds, you realize what a hu huge, huge amount there is to learn. Mm. And uh, for me, that was an eye-opener. And so for 10 years, the ideas have been simmering. And Kostov um, uh, and I met along the way. Kostov heard about this project. And I'm sure you'll get his version of how he became <laughs> much more involved with it. Yeah. But uh, basically, there was a team of us from the last Yatra as well as new converts like Kosto, who intrinsically believed that the time was right and we needed to do something back in India. Mm. Because uh, there's this huge resurgence at this point where people want to do something for India. And not just for India per se, it's not such a nationalist thing, but it's like they want to do good for society. Yeah. They want to give back to the local communities. 
And uh, what I found in my time here in India is that it is hugely encouraging. All these people need is a little bit of direction and a little bit of sense of belonging and a little mentoring and support. And you're on the cusp of something huge. Mm. You know, we're on the verge of, you know, getting, channelizing these people who want to do something. You know, I, I'm a wildlife biologist, a conservation biologist by training. And uh, what I've seen is that, you know, you can't go into these remote areas and preach to people and say you can't come into the forest and like, help load the firewood or extract things from here because it's, you know, mm. it's interfering with the habitat of rhinos and tigers and elephants. So what you need to do is to work for the local communities. And even within these local communities, so far removed from the civilization as we know it, there's a lot of entrepreneurial ideas out there. And yeah. that, in some ways, has been a huge inspiration for me. So what I want to do is to channelize these people into something, a group of individuals, a network of individuals that are going to make a change. Yeah. I think from my perspective, um, the reason why I got involved with uh, the latest Jagrati after I wasn't on the 97 event, um, it was because as, a, as an Indian who has been born and brought up in the U.K., um, I, I have a lot of, uh, I, I know a lot of people who, who like me, second generation Indians, you know, we, we go back to India once or twice a year, maybe uh, even fewer times. Uh, and we go there, have a nice holiday, but you know, we come back and we complain about the dust and the dirt and the poverty. <laughs> yeah. it's, all, it's, all, it's all mouth and no action. And uh, do we ever really do anything apart from complain? So for me, Jagrati Yatra is a way for me to not sit on the fence anymore and do my tiny bit to give back to the society over there in some way that will make a positive benefit and a change. Well, I think it's an inspiring uh, proposition. I could see it. I could see actually the principle working in any nation in the world um, at any time. It's, a, it's an inspiring idea. I wish you both uh, the best of luck. And, and thank you, um, Gitanjali and Kaustav, for talking to me today. Thanks very much. Thanks, Alex. So there we are. A great story. If you're interested in taking part, if you fall within that 18 to 25 year old age group and you are in India, then do check out the Yagriti Yatra website at yagritiyatra.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. There's still spaces available. I think they're aiming for 400 to take 450 uh, young people on this entrepreneurial journey of a lifetime. If you're interested in sponsoring the, the, the trip, or getting involved in any other way, again, head over to the website. And uh, thanks again to uh, Gitanjali and Kaustav for talking to me. Really good stuff. Now, uh, let's move on to some comments. Add a comment on the blog. You can comment on the blog at smallbizpod.co.uk just by clicking on the comment button at the bottom of the show notes. And Gadge did that. Gadge, who runs a nice gadget blog, says, I download your podcast from iTunes and have always promised to visit your site and as I expand and grow my business, uh, which is what he's been, been doing. And he really enjoyed the Rachel Elner interview, which was uh, not the last episode, but the one before that. So uh, thanks for that, Gadge. You too can comment, as I say. Just head over to the blog. Easy to do. Alternatively, do just send me an email at alex at smallbizpod.co.uk and if you're feeling really brave, uh, although it's very easy to do, just uh, leave me a phone message on using the uh, Skype link you can, or one of the telephone numbers on the site and uh, you too could have a comment played, an audio comment played in the show. That would be really great. I always really enjoy them. Now, uh, other than that, who else did we have commenting? Thanks to the guys who've signed up to Facebook. There's a lot more people signed up there. 
And then, oh, I had an email from uh, Jonathan Yates, who is a UK entrepreneur who's recently sold his business and then was working in that business for a bit. And I think then brought a little bit back. Uh, an entrepreneur facing that excitement of sale and then having to deal with being in the business that's now being, in essence, run by somebody else. Interesting story, inspiring potentially a future podcast. And I may well interview Jonathan on that. Jonathan's got a new uh, book out on that reflects his experiences in this regard. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll give him a link in the, the show notes again. You can check that out and see now talking of books i get a lot of uh, books to review but i just simply don't have time to review them all so if you would like if you're listening out there and would like a copy of a book on starting a business or on entrepreneurship or a, a book profiling uh, marketing techniques or a biography of an entrepreneur uh, please drop me an email at alex at smallbizpod and i'll send you a copy for absolutely nothing apart from a commitment from you that you will do a three to five minute audio piece just reviewing the book telling me and other listeners what you thought of it that would be really really cool so if you're up for doing that drop me an email at alex at smallbizpod.co.uk and i'll be more than happy to to give you a book uh which they're all really good stuff they're all really good so yeah be, be great if one or two of you would be happy to do that now, I think that is just about it for today's episode. I have an absolutely gorgeous uh, chill-out track called Rare Earth from the Bombay Dub Orchestra, courtesy of Iota Promina. It's truly beautiful. So thank you, Bombay Dub Orchestra. Car je ne me rappelle pas lequel des deux. Des jardins élevés en terrasse bordaient le chemin du côté opposé. Il avait fait très chaud ce jour-là. La soirée était charmante. La rosée humectait l'herbe flétrie. Point de vent. Une nuit tranquille. L'air était frais, froid. Le soleil. Après son coucher, avait laissé le ciel des vapeurs rouges dont la réflexion rendait l'eau couleur de Les arbres des terrasses étaient chargés de racines.
surplus dans ma douce rêverie, je plongeais fort à fond dans la nuit ma promenade, sans m'apercevoir que j'étais là. Je m'en aperçus. Je me couchais voluptueusement sur la tablette et une espèce de niche de fausses portes dans un de terrasse. Le ciel de mon lit était formé par les têtes des arbres. Le signal était précisément au-dessus de moi. 